0: Welcome to Build, Grow, and Enjoy, the BGE radio network out of Atlanta, GA, Build, com. We've got a great guest with us today, Dr. Tim Ball. He is the author of Human-Caused Global Warming, the biggest deception in the history of, uh, it, it is just an amazing, amazing book. Dr. Tim Ball is an environmental consultant, former climatology professor at the University of Winnipeg in Manitoba, and Dr. Ball is the chief science advisor of International Climate Science. Coalition. He's with us today here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. Now tell us a little bit about these uh, the misunderstood reality of climate and the fires in California that have recently taken place.
1: Well, one of the things that has been going on with the whole environmental movement is that they have taken natural events and presented to them as if they're unnatural, because most people have no idea of uh, natural events or how the Earth... Uh, Changes and cycles all the time, and in California, they've got what's called a Mediterranean climate because it's it uh, in the climate classification they created around nineteen hundred A.D. They um, uh, it was a unique climate that has uh, it's the only climate in in the world that has. Uh, most of its precipitation in the, in the wintertime, 70% of the rainfalls in the wintertime, which, of course, makes it more effective for plant growth because you've got less evaporation, less heat. And um, a lot of people consider it to be the ideal climate, but, of course, that's very subjective. Uh, certainly, people from the high Arctic uh, don't particularly enjoy the heat. But um, California is, is a, a, an example of that Mediterranean climate. And, of course, what happens over time in a climate zone is a pattern of vegetation uh, develops. And so what you've got in California, as you've got in the, the Mediterranean, and the important thing to note with California, you've also got fires in Greece, forest fires. You've also got them in Portugal because these are part of the annual cycle that goes on in this type of climate. And you get the hot, dry summer which everybody enjoys, and, of course, that uh, dries out the vegetation, makes it very vulnerable to fires. And uh, fires uh, naturally occur from a whole variety of reasons, but, by the way, including historically with human-setting fires for hunting purposes. And uh, you burn off that vegetation, and then the cycle goes into the fall where the rainfall starts to come, and now you've got the soil is is exposed, you get uh, erosion of the soil, and you get mudslides. So that's the that's the annual cycle in California. But of course, um, the uh, uh, Jerry Brown is trying to make a big deal out of global warming and climate change, and he's saying, "Oh, this is worse than ever before." It it isn't. In fact, we know from sediment records off the coast, off the Pacific coast where you core down into the bottom of the ocean, you can see the layers of where there have been very, very large uh, periods of of fires. And uh, there are fewer fires today than there were before Europeans arrived. Because although we set uh, more fires, we put a lot more fires out. And one of the things that's uh, problematic with what Brown is proposing is that these fires are necessary For the vegetation to regenerate itself, and it's the same thing is going on in forest fires across America. The government have been stopping the fires, which is in fact destroying the forest rather than uh, helping it in its natural cycle.
0: We've got Dr. Tim Ball joining us today here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. His latest book, Human-Caused Global Warming, is now available. DrTimBall.com. Also check it out on Amazon. Now, they're battling 18 blazes. California may face the worst fire season. And uh, California wildfire smoke travels 3,000 miles to NYC. Outdoor fun is dwindling as smoky haze hangs over California. There's more evacuations in California. What do you make of all these
1: headlines, Dr. Tim Ball? Well, of course, uh, they're they're simply uh, natural events. They're, they're uh, hazards. It's like it's like the you know, I mean, they, they talk about hurricanes, about being um, extreme weather. Hurricanes are natural, but if you go and live in the path of a hurricane, you're going to get hit with it. And if you live in California, you're going to experience the fires and the smoke and the drought. Uh, That is the natural cycle of that climate. It's the same thing that uh, I was on a program the other day about the volcano in Hawaii. Well, if you go live on a volcano that's constantly erupting and lava flows are coming out, guess what's going to happen to you? And uh, it's the same thing with flooding. There's a reason why private companies do not offer flood insurance on your home. The the government have to do it because the government allow people to go and live live in floodplains. Well, if you live on a floodplain, guess what's going to happen to you? And uh, if you want to live there and you're prepared to, to deal with it and, and you're prepared to carry insurance to cover it, fine. But don't come around and expect me to pay for your stupidity. And this is what's going on around the world. And and it's it's encouraged by uh, government uh protecting people against their own stupidity. And uh, Herbert Spencer said uh, about a 100 years ago, you know, if you protect people from stupidity, you end up with a nation of fools. And, and that's exactly what's going on. And uh, it's like when I was flying search and rescue. 99% of them were searches for people that made stupid mistakes. And I lost a lot of my friends in crashes because we had to go looking for them under dangerous circumstances. And I started to develop the idea that, hey, I'm my brother's keeper, but I'm not my stupid brother's keeper. So uh, if you live in a region, get to know what that region and its climate and its natural hazards are all about and live with it. And if Governor Brown spent all the money that he's wasting on illegal immigrants on Proper fire protection and buying enough water bombers to to protect uh, the, uh, well, the the urban areas, he wouldn't have the problems that he's got.
0: We've got Dr. Tim Ball with us today. He's the author of Human-Caused Global Warming, the Biggest de- Deception in History. Dr. Tim Ball is an environmental consultant, former climatology professional at the University of Winnipeg of Manitoba, and he, of course, is available at drtimball.com. Amazon is where you can pick up the book, Human-Caused Global Warming. Today, he joins us here on the phone, here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy, BGE Radio out of Atlanta, GA. Check out buildgrowandenjoy.com. Dr. Tim Ball is the author. He's with today gear on our broadcast now human caused global warming let's talk a little bit about this book doctor tell us why you decided to write this book
1: well i i started out um i was in the canadian air force for nine years and four of that spent chasing russian submarines around the north atlantic and then five years of search and rescue in the arctic in canada and one of the things that i discovered was how bad weather forecasting was was I mean, it was, it was absolutely atrocious. And um, uh, so uh, I lost my flying category, and I, uh, I got a small cash settlement from the, um, from the government, and I went back to university to try and determine why weather forecasting was so bad. When I started out back in the late 60s and early 70s, global cooling was the concern. And I was as opposed to that because one of the things that I learned very quickly looking at uh, long-term climate records is how much the climate varies and how much those uh, climates are are cyclical, and you go through warm and cold periods. And in in the 60s, well, from 1940 to 1980 approximately, we were in a cooling cycle, and of course they're always cooling at the end of the world, and the CIA were writing reports on what we have to do to protect ourselves and so on. And and um, and then by 1980, in fact, by the late 1988, they say oh, global warming, it's the end of the world. And so I've been opposed to uh, the hysteria and exploitation of the uh, climate science for, throughout my 40-year career, but it, it's still going on. And uh, what happened with the global warming issue was it wasn't about global warming or, originally. What they wanted was an issue that would threaten the world. That's, by the way, why uh, Chicken Little, The Sky Is Falling, is, is the the original, you know, uh, scare tactic. Um, but they wanted to have something that was global in its threat because they wanted to say, look, no one nation can deal with this. We need a world government to deal with it. And um, they're they're uh, they, so they chose global warming as their vehicle. But their real objective was that they said the world's overpopulated, using up resources at too fast a rate. And the uh, nations that are doing that the most are the developed nations that are using fossil fuels and have become wealthy at the expense of the poorer nations and at the expense of of the climate. So they set up uh, a commission called the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change in which they scientifically isolated CO2 as the sole cause of all global warming and climate change. It's the most corrupted science in, in the history of the world, as I say. And, and that's why CO2 uh, became the focus. And just to give you an idea of how much of a focus it became, uh, they have greenhouse gases. These are gases in the atmosphere. There's three major ones, water vapor, CO2, and methane, that allow the sun to come in and but slow down the rate at which the heat that it creates up the Earth's surface to escape. And um, water vapor... Is 95% of the greenhouse effect, but they ignore it because they say, well, humans add a little bit of water vapor, but the amount we add is insignificant. But they did that because they wanted to focus on CO2, yet CO2 is only 4% of even the greenhouse gases. And, and so that's why CO2 became the focus. But, of course, you could say, oh, look, where's the CO2 coming from? Oh, it's coming from those industrialized nations, and and the fossil fuels they're burning, and therefore we can use that to shut them down. And that's what Obama was doing, by the way, through the EPA. That's why all the battle about the EPA and rolling back of regulations is is going on. And we we could do a whole program on on how um, they've used the law and the regulations to bypass Congress, and to achieve their goal of of limit, limiting uh, industry and uh, and capitalism and um, and uh, by the way just to give you an example of what i'm talking about here everybody in america knows about criminal law and civil law what most people don't know is that shortly after the second world war they introduced administrative law which puts the power of science and technology totally in the hands of the so-called experts the technocrats and the academics, and it took, the, it took it right out of the hands of, of the government and the, and the people through Congress, and that's the price we're paying for all of this now. We're being dictated to by a very small group of, of people with, with very specialized skills and very uh, a, a great deal of, of uh, influence.
0: We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast, Dr. Tim Ball. He is a great author. His book is available on Amazon. It is called Human-Caused Global Warming. And he's with us today here on our big program via Skype Audio. The book is available on Amazon. And you can get more information on Dr.'s website at DrTimBall.com. That's DrTimBall.com. One more time, DrTimBall.com. Dr. Timball Ball with us today. He joins us live here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy, the BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA. And you can get more information, Build, Grow, and Enjoy, Dot.com, com and uh, Dr. Tim this book incredibly well written you've put a lot of time and effort into this book uh, tell us about the research that you did for this book
1: well it was the accumulation as I said from my days in the air force of, of not only dealing with that forecast but also as an operations officer uh, trying to make uh, do the, the weather forecasting and teaching the air crews about it and then the academic side of it of course uh, my my uh, uh, our honors degree and my master's degree and my Ph.D. were all on all phases of climate and climate change, and what I was particularly interested in, however, was the, the impact of climate change on the human condition, and what you see now, of course, is, is exactly what's going on. You, you, uh, you really don't understand human history and human change um, and historical change unless you understand the climate. And just to give you an idea, one of the great, um, one of the most important things that came out of, of my research was what I mentioned earlier—the idea that change is, is natural and normal. Um, they changed, they called it global warming initially because what they were saying was, "Oh yeah, you increase CO2 in the atmosphere, and the temperature will go up." But um, I knew from the record that the exact opposite happens, that, when, that the temperature changes before the CO2. So the fundamental assumption they were making was completely false. And, and of course, uh, but they, they built that into their computer models. In their computer models, they say, well, if we increase CO2, the temperature goes up. And then when you say to them, well, how do you know that? Well, our computer models showed that. Well, yeah, of course, you programmed it to do that. But what people don't know is since 1990, every prediction they've made with those computer models has been wrong, yet they're continuing to tell the world that they know what they're doing. And uh, this idea about change is built into how we view the world. And one of the things that um, uh, I think is very important for the public to understand and for government to understand is different cultures see the world differently. People have a hard time understanding this, but I worked with Chinese climatologists when they were trying to increase their food production in northern China, and they were studying how Canadians were able to grow so much food in similar cold climates. And what I discovered is their view of the world, they don't separate air from land. Uh, the weather forecasters do the earthquake forecasting. It's all one continuum to them. And not only that, but they see everything on the planet as put there to improve the human condition, to improve China's condition. So you go to a Chinese market, anything that swims, crawls, flies, is there to be it. And yet, of course, we've got this whole environmental thing that, oh, you can't do this, you can't touch that, you can't... Uh, when in fact... Um, uh, what they're doing is they're saying, well, humans aren't natural. Well, the Chinese say, yeah, we're, we're as natural, and we have as much right to be here uh, as anything else. Uh, so, so that idea. But uh, it start, the change began back with Darwin. Uh, prior to Darwin, he needed um, uh, to show, uh, or he needed a, a, an older world than they believed in at that time in order for his evolutionary theory to evolve. Um, They created a thing called uniformitarianism. Your listeners can look that up, but it's the idea that change is gradual over long periods of time. That's simply false, but it's built into the scientific view of the West, of nature. And uh, what we know, and what Darwin knew, by the way, but he didn't dare say it because he was already in enough trouble with the Church and society, but he knew that change occurs very dramatically. I mean, all he had to do was look at the Finches in the Galapagos and see that they were changing within one and two generations uh, in time. So we 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 view the world in the Western world as if change or any sudden change is not natural. And that, of course, is, is what uh, Jerry Brown is playing on. Oh, these, we, the fires are more frequent, they're bigger, this has never occurred before. Absolute rubbish. In fact, just to illustrate my point, uh, they're going. somebody's got an article out now saying this is the warmest in 120,000 years. That's an absolute lie. In fact, we're colder now than it's been for 97% of the last 10,000 years. Let me repeat that. Of the last 10,000 years, the Earth was warmer than it is today. And 9,000 years ago, the world was about 13 degrees Fahrenheit warmer than it is today. But that's not what you're hearing from people uh, that are pushing this whole, oh, humans are here, we're destroying the planet, we shouldn't be here, we shouldn't be industrialized, we shouldn't be developing, we shouldn't improve the human condition, because that's what they want. And, you know, it's almost like... um, that, that uh, thing where you say, well, if we could just get rid of all the people on the planet, it would be a great place to live. And, and you've got those bumper stickers saying, save the planet, kill yourself. And, and you see it with uh, people like Prince Philip, who owns, who owns as much land as anybody in England, but he's telling everybody else how to live. And he said, well, if he was to be reincarnated, he'd want to come back as a deadly virus and kill off most of the people. And I say, yeah, okay, okay, Prince, let's start with the monarchy. But this is the kind of hysterical nonsense that's going on, exploiting fears and exploiting people's lack of knowledge and understanding, and and that's what I've spent 40 years of studying and have tried to pull together in, in this book on the climate change issue.
0: Dr. Tim Ball with us today. He joins us live here on our broadcast. Human-Caused Global Warming is the book. It is absolutely amazing. He joins us today on Skype Audio. Here on Build, Grown Enjoy. Check out com. the BGE radio network. Dr. Tim Ball with us today. His book is now available on Amazon, or you can look at his website, drtimball.com. That's drtimball.com. And the topic today, the misunderstood reality of climate and the fires in California. And he joins us today here on skype audio now um give us the profile of the typical reader who's going to love your book dr tim
1: well one of the things was one of the things was that um i delayed writing this book partly because um, most of the public weren't uh, ready to understand i mean yale university did a study uh, uh, a uh, of the American public, and they gave the uh, a group of people a great equivalent grade 10 uh, exam on climate change. 75% failed it. And um, because they had to, to uh, submit something to the people that funded them, they, they curved the grade uh, that they got to show that at least 50% passed. But they, they, they said they, they curved the marks because they said the test was too hard. But it wasn't hard at all. It was very basic and very simple. But there was an even bigger problem with it that about, I would say, 20% of the questions that they asked were wrong. They got the, even these Yale University people got the questions wrong. And this is the problem with the level of understanding. So I wrote a book uh, with a, a lot more detail on the great deception. Uh, and I did that with all the citations, footnotes, and all of the academic stuff because I knew that the academics were going to pick it apart, find one fault with it, and throw the whole book out. That's what they do if if, if they if you write something that they don't like. And so uh, I let that book is out there. But then I, I reached the point about three or four years ago where the people were starting to see the level of corruption in government. I mean, what's going on with the FBI, and 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 how uh, the whole public can be fooled by a, just a handful of people? And I realized it was time, and that it was uh, to get this book out, but to do it in a in a hundred pages in a form of investigative journalism. So what I do is I take the issue of global warming and climate change, and I uh, I ask the five or the six basic questions who what where when why and how uh, that are no longer asked by the way in journalism but which should be fundamental to journalism and and uh, so that's what the book does it it says well what did they do why did they do it how did they do it and and it tries to explain it in ways that the public can understand but of course this is part of my problem about uh, that I um, not only can I uh, do I understand the science they can't say that I'm not qualified, uh, but I could also can explain the science in a way that people can understand, and I hold those skills in university with teaching a science credit for art students for 25 years, and and of course that's that's what um, uh, has got me uh, into trouble because they see me as a threat. Because I, I've got the qualifications and I can explain it the way the public can understand and therefore I've ended up in Canada here with free lawsuits to try and silence me.
0: Wow. It is Dr. Tim Ball. He's with us today here on Skype Audio. To discuss his book, it is fantastic. Go to DrTimBall.com for more information. And uh, Dr. Tim Ball joins us today here on Skype Audio. The book is available, as I mentioned, on Amazon. Why do you think that this book will appeal to readers, Dr. Tim?
1: Well, I I think because people are looking for answers, Um, one of the things, one of the the great changes. I don't talk about this in the book specifically, but um, there's been a a, a huge uh, change in the world uh, in the last uh, three or four years. And I I made a presentation in Phoenix about a year ago, last November, at a Freedom for All conference, and I made the argument that uh, what has happened. Uh, with the Trump election is the final phase of the American Revolution. Now, uh, I generally agree with a lot of what Rush Limbaugh says, because conservatism and and so on is the only logical way to to function. But I disagree with him on a couple of things. One I disagree with him on is that um, he says that uh, follow the money. Well, yeah, that's true up to a certain level, and for most people, yeah, they can be bought off, or you can buy whatever information you want, but uh, the more important thing on a global scale is that it's about power. And uh, so uh, unless you, you uh, realize that people like George Soros and, and, and all these other people... Uh, yeah, they know the money comes with the power, but they're not in it for the money initially. They're in it for the power and to control the world. And and so um, you do that by controlling information. And uh, it wasn't until um, the Internet came along that the power elite controlled all information. And they did it through the mainstream media. And I'm just... Uh, Scrambling here to find a, a a poem. If I can find
0: it. Doctor Timball with uh, us today. Yeah. While uh, while while he yes, searches sir. while he searches for that poem, let's tell you about Doctor Tim oh, yeah. okay, no, Timball. Check out timball dot com. If you okay.
1: go, ahead, go ahead, go ahead, my friend. Go ahead. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, yeah, just I should have been prepared, more prepared. Um, this is a poem, and I want you to think about this relative to the American Revolution, because the poem was written in 1782, and at that time, and, and the, oh, by the way, the other thing I disagree with Rush Limbaugh on is he said, America is the last hope for freedom, and, and my argument is, no, it's the first hope for freedom. America is the only country in the world that has the kind of government. That's what American exceptionalism is about. Obama went around the world telling the world that American exceptionalism meant that Americans believe they're superior to everybody else. That was the most damaging thing that he did, and he did it deliberately. But, you see, what's happening now is, as I said, the final phase of the American Revolution is the control or access to power or to information. And here's the poem from 1782. It's called Progress of Error by William Cooper, a British uh, 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 poet uh, or uh, uh, writer. And it says, How shall I speak of thee, or thy power address, thou God of our idolatry, the press? By thee, religion, liberty, and laws exert their influence and advance their cause. By thee, worse plagues than Pharaoh's land befell, diffused make earth the vestibule of hell. "...thou fountain at which drink the good and wise, thou ever-bubbling spring of endless lies. Like Eden's dead probationary tree, knowledge of good and evil is from thee." Now, I mean, that Trump could have written that. Listen to that beautiful line, "...thou ever-bubbling spring of endless lies." And so, of course, what you see is that the control of the media by the power elite has finally been broken... And Trump, whether whether he did it knowingly or not, I happen to think he did know, that he went to Twitter and he bypassed the media completely. And it's the mainstream media that are fighting the hardest to stop him using Twitter, because he's taken them out of the game completely. That's the final phase of the American Revolution. The American Revolution consisted first of free speech, you're the only country in the world that has that as your number one uh, reason for existing. In Canada, I, the, law, the, the lawsuits filed against me would never even have been entertained in the United States, and that shows the difference. And, um, and by the way, it's cost me $600,000 in legal bills to defend myself so far, just to give you an idea of how they're using the law to silence people, and that's another part of what's going on in the United States you've got to watch. You see that with what uh, Mueller is doing and what they're doing to Manafort. It's using the law uh, to to silence people rather than to uh, allow them free speech. But anyway, the free speech you got, the Founding Fathers knew how important that was because they gave you guns to protect your rights to that, not against other nations but against your own government. And then you had the uh, private ownership of land. You're the only country in the world that has individual private ownership of land. I live in Canada here. I uh, claim and I have registered properties that I bought. But all of the land of Canada is called crown land. The, ca- the government can take it back from any citizen at any time without opposition. And yet uh, people don't know that. And and just to give you an idea about the differences between the two countries, Canada has a, uh, a Senate of 107 people. Uh, that uh, are all appointed by the Prime Minister, and they sit in office till the age of 75, and they uh, can overturn any legislation passed by the House of, of Commons, in other words, the People's House. So it's as if you had an unelected Senate in the U.S., that could veto and cancel any congression any uh, laws that co- Congress pa- pass, and yet that's what uh, what we're living in here in Canada, right next door. But the private ownership of land, um, uh, you know, John Kennedy talked about the Magna Carta and oh how important it was. The Magna Carta had nothing to do with private ownership of land. What it had to do with was 13 very powerful landowners going to the king and saying, we don't like the way you're treating us. But John Kennedy ignored the fact that all those landowners had people back on their property who were slaves, serfs, who could not own land. And in Britain today, you've got five people that control almost half of the land in Britain, and two of them, Prince Charles and the Queen, uh, are, are amongst them. And, and so uh, this idea of private ownership. So, so the only thing left for America in its revolution was this access to information. And that's why I'm saying what's going on now is so incredibly important, uh, with, with this upcoming election and with what, with, with getting Trump put back in office because as I said, it's the final phase. And, and so because of all of this, I, uh, realized that with the internet and the ability to bypass the media, and to, to get information out and to write it in a way that the public could understand um, that, that this, this was why I, I wanted to write the book. And, and, and I didn't want people to, to, I didn't want to tell people what to think. I wanted to say to them, as I do in many of my public presentations look, I'm going to give you a biased presentation because I'm going to tell, show you all you've heard is a bias. I'll give you the bias you're not hearing. You go home and make up your own mind. Because that's what's been going on up to now. Everybody's being told what to think and didn't have the abilities or wherewithal to make up their own mind. Now they've got it, and the people that were controlling that power and that information are running scared. And that's what you're seeing going on in the U.S. right now. It is incredible.
0: It is Dr. Tim Ball. He's with us today, drtimball.com. The book is Human-Caused Global Warming. Dr. Tim Ball is our guest this week here on Build, Grow, and Enjoy. The BGE Radio Network out of Atlanta, GA, and uh, I thank you, Dr. Tim. We've run out of time, my friend. Uh, thanks for coming on the program.
1: Well, I'm very uh, uh, glad of the opportunity, and and bless you for allowing people to hear the other side of the story and make up their own mind on all these issues.
0: Definitely, definitely. Well, I appreciate it, Dr. Tim. Have yourself a wonderful day, my friend. Thank you very much. Thank you much. There goes Mm -hmm. Dr. Tim Ball. He is a great guest, the author of Human-Caused Global Warming. That wraps it up here for Build,
1: Grow, and Enjoy.